Welcome back to the Couch Potato Show. Back again with the boys for episode 44. How are we doing? Phenomenal. Just swell. Swell. Oh, yeah. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, don't, uh, we don't have any races this weekend. No UFC fights. Um, but we still have um, a very important golf tournament to, uh, to pick. We got Masters. The Masters this week. It's Masters week. Um, and it's also final four, final four week and weekend. So not, we're not lacking in picks this week. Um, so we'll start off with the masters. The way we're doing this is, um, we can pick one player ranked one through five in the world golf rankings, one player ranked six through 15, and then one player ranked 16 and then plus, um, the person with the lowest score in pickums so far will go first, and you cannot pick the same person as somebody else. I believe Frank is in last, Eric is in second last, and I'm in first. So Frank will go first, and so on. Frank, take it take it away. Now I wanted to take Justin Thomas, but my guy Ty over here is having a rough morning, so we're going to leave Justin Thomas for Tyler. I'll take Justin Johnson instead. And then I'm going to take Rory because I don't watch golf. So I just go with the name that I know the most. Rory's a good guy. Then we're going to go Matthew Fitzpatrick. Don't know who it is, but we're going to roll it. All right. Lock it in. Eric, we got Matthew Fitzpatrick is a guy who openly mocks my personal favorite golfer and my pick, (laughs) Bryson DeChambeau, says hitting it long isn't a skill. Get out of here. Get lost with that. Come on. Get lost, Fitzpatrick. You're dead to me. My least favorite Fitzpatrick in sports. Ryan so many Fitzpatrick. so many better Fitzpatricks. Right? You, you can count them on freaking two hands. But anyway, we're going with Bryson. Don't buy the hype of he's just a long ball guy. The short game when it's on is arguably one of the best in golf. His putting has gotten so much better. He is – if he's on, I think he could be the best from the driving – area from chipping from putting he's he's phenomenal bryson DeChambeau, making golf interesting again he is just the best big fan all right and hmm, so you took rory debating between two i'll run it up with brooks kepka i was debating kepka and tony finau because finau has been so locked in but kepka i think if he's healthy has a bit of a higher ceiling so i will go with brooks kepka in that range and you picked Fitzpatrick for the last range. I'll go with Jordan Speaks playing a lot better golf lately. He's he looks to be his old self. I think he's a steal for the 16 plus range. I think we'll see him climb the world golf rankings really soon. He looks on. It's gonna be a very exciting tournament. I'm very excited. Take it away, Mains. Uh, all right. So you guys left me with some picks here. Um Frank, thank you. I will gladly take Justin Thomas with my first pick. Um, definitely somebody who can win the tournament for sure. Um, Coming off a big per, uh, performance at Players' Championship. Absolutely. Big Players' Championship. That's why I wanted to take him. Yeah, huge Players' Championship win. Um, let's see. We got 6-15. to 15. Um, don't hate me for, but I'm going to take number six. I'm going to take Xander Schauffele. He's been so good recently, and he always performs well in Augusta. So 
I'll take Xander Shoffley and then 16 plus. Give me, oh, there's a lot of good names here. Nobody is standing out though. Um, there's so many killers in the 16 to 25 range. Honestly, this, I just feel like the field is so strong. I haven't been a big golf guy in the past, but it just seems like there's so many potential contenders all over the map. Yeah. I, I think it's really top heavy. Uh, like you get, you go one through one through about 15 or so. And then after that, but there's still contenders after yeah, that you have your dark horses the uh the aging lee westwood sunjay m always brings in billy horshaw coming off a big win in that uh match play um i'm gonna take tommy fleetwood mm. tommy fleetwood that gorgeous gorgeous luscious hair <laughs> and tommy fleetwood finally getting the green jacket that's flowing mm. golf right i don't think it's a contest oh yeah for sure, yeah, gotta for be sure. easily. Um, Behind Phil, I should say. Still love Phil's hair. Phil's getting up. Hey man, throw some respect on Phil. I love Phil. Ben Adalron, last Masters. I don't think we're gonna do that again. <laughs> uh, probably not a good idea. Could have gotten four gumballs for that man. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um. All right, so that was the Masters. We got Final Four as well. Um, Gonzaga versus. Uh, UCLA and then Baylor versus Houston, two great games. Um, we'll start off Gonzaga versus UCLA. Frank, who you got? Now, UCLA's had one of the better tournament runs I've seen in a while. Juzang is playing phenomenally, but I, I think the Zags are, are too powerful. I think they're too offensively balanced. I think they're UCLA is one of the slowest teams in the country. In comparison, Gonzaga loves to run fast. They like to go quick. And I think it'll overmatch UCLA. I think it'll be a closer game than people think because UCLA has been playing very well. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with the Zags. Eric? Yeah, not a bad call, Frank. It's often asked in sports, oh, do you go with this team or do you go with the field? And 99% of the time, I'm a big believer in the field. There are a lot of other options, you know, whether it's, it is a golfing event or it's the beginning of a major sports season or a massive tournament. You go with the field. You just do. But hindsight 2020, maybe should have just went with the odds on favorite to the uh, blackboard favorite Gonzaga. They're ridiculous. They're such a great team. I think they're going to – I yeah. think it's going to be a beating too. I don't think it's going to be that close. I'll go with Gonzaga. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going to be much of a game at all. Uh, I think Gonzaga – I think it will be a close first half, but I think Gonzaga is really going to pull away in the second half. There's no one in the country that plays like they do. Their offense is miles better than anybody else, um, especially UCLA. UCLA is they haven't won a single game by less than ten points. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, run up yeah. that minus fourteen spread, people. Oh, is that what the spread is? I didn't look at it. Yeah, I listen. I think that's a good. Did you hammer that? Should we hammer that, Eric? Your hey, older brother? Yeah, I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Okay. I would handle that. That's uh, that's handled that would be. I just have to. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anybody in this country that can that can play with Gonzaga. I think if there's anybody, I think it can be Baylor in the final if we do get there. Um, I think Baylor defensively could could 
relatively matchup better than most teams. Yeah. They, they the just have that, the defensive player of the year, too. Davian Mitchell just won it yeah. yesterday. Especially the way that Baylor played against Arkansas. Uh, not defensively, obviously, because that was a terrible defensive game. But um, offensively, if they do that again, they can beat Gonzaga easily without a question. So I'm, t- I'm taking the Zags over UCLA for sure. Um, Baylor versus Houston, Frank, who you got? Said in the beginning of the tournament, I wasn't a big believer in Houston. They've had one of the easier tournament runs, in my opinion. They've faced nothing but double-digit seeds. So I'm going to roll with Baylor. I think they're just a better team. I like Jared Butler a lot. Like I said before, Davian Mitchell just won Defensive Player of the Year yesterday. I don't think Houston matches up very well with Baylor. So I'm going to go with Baylor. Eric? Yeah, I got to agree with Frank on this one. They say defense wins championships. Very cliche. But I think at this time, it's at least going to get to the championship, right? This defense, I think, on Baylor is very special. As Houston said, as I mean, as Frank said, Houston's really had a uh, – Easy road there. They beat. They barely beat my Rutgers. You know, it's are they really? They should have lost that game. Rutgers blew that game. Yeah. Joke. My God. You want to talk about the definition of a team not winning and a team losing? Rewatch yeah. that game. Where Houston did not win. They should not. No, absolutely not. Rutgers should be banned from the tournament. I don't care how long <laughs> the gap was. You know, it, this gap should be like three t- thrice as long. Ridiculous. Whatever. Baylor's gonna steamroll them. That's minus five spread. Once again, Five. I'm liking the minuses. Hammer that one. Yeah, Five. really. I Come think on. that. I think so. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely hammer that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the same thing. I'm gonna. I'm going Baylor. I don't think there's much of a game here either. I think Baylor's again one of the best defensive teams in the country. One of the best offensive teams in the country. They're the best backcourt in the country without a question. Davion Mitchell is unbelievable uh, when he's playing. He did get into some foul trouble against Arkansas, but even when he wasn't playing in that game, the rest of that team picked him up and they were shutting down Arkansas without him in the game. So I don't think Houston's going to hang with Baylor at all. I don't think it'll be close. Um, well, let's talk a little bit uh, about March Madness so far. Um because one hell of a tournament that we've had. Uh, Frank, you gave us some uh, some sleeper teams and some some teams that you knew were gonna were gonna choke hard, and you got a lot of them right. You pretty pretty good. Houston's my only. Well, I guess Michigan too, but they they lost sooner than people expected. But Houston's my only team that was like, oh okay, I was wrong about them. But other than that, pretty good. I think I said Loyola. I forget what exactly what I said. I can look. Or did I delete it? I might have deleted it, but I don't remember. I said Loyola would be a good team. They obviously played pretty well. Uh, who else did I say? I forget. You said Tennessee would be a dud. Tennessee was a flopper. Yeah, Villanova yeah. flopped a little bit for being a five seed. Um, but they did play Baylor, so not really. Um, you said Alabama would be a dud, and they kind of were. For their expectations, yeah, but – yeah. You know, they, they they ran into the wrong team. Like, there was – if there was one team no one wanted to play at this time, it was UCLA. Yeah. They were just – they were just playing really – and I guess Oregon State, but um, both teams are – the Pac-12 overall was just playing really well for some reason. It was kind of weird because I didn't really consider them as a as a formidable conference. Uh, 
I don't think anyone did except for Bill Walton, who had five teams in the final four <laughs> because it's Bill Walton. But uh, other than that, no one really took them seriously and they proved most of us wrong. So good for the Pac-12. Yeah, the Pac-12 this year and not just men's, but women's college basketball this year has been unreal. Um, I mean, you look at the women's side of the bracket and they already have their final and it's Stanford versus uh, Arizona, two Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Arizona just pulled off a big upset over UConn last night. <clears throat> Crazy game, by the way. Yeah, um, that was a good game. I didn't watch that. So, Pac-12 all around. I mean, Bill Walton. Bill Walton got right this year. Props to Listen, him. Listen, he, he usually is kind of crazy, but this year, it uh, stuck this year. So. Yeah. And, the uh, of course, the, the Big Ten was disappointing. Uh, most of the teams were out. Besides Michigan, most of the teams were out by the second round. And, of course, that was the best conference in college basketball this season. And they were just overall disappointing. But, yeah, Big Ten, not a good uh, not a good tournament run. No. Pac-12 did well, though. And honestly, the the mid-majors did, did fairly well. Oh, they did, they did, did well. fairly yeah. well as well. Um, uh, the American, of course, has Houston. Uh, Loyola played in the – oh, crap, I forget what conference they played. Uh, Mount, no, no, no. I don't know. I'm blanking, but yeah. Um, some news from yesterday. Um, the MLB All-Star Game is going to get removed from its or its planned Atlanta location uh, for obvious political reasons and um, will be moved elsewhere. I'll ask you guys, where do you want to see the All-Star Game? Well, my obvious answer is New York, but I'm not going to say that because bias. Besides New York. Besides New York. I'd probably say Milwaukee. I really like Milwaukee, and I heard something. They were honoring Hank Aaron this year, and he played a lot of in Milwaukee. So I think that would be cool. I, I like seeing games in Milwaukee. It's a nice stadium. It's a little dark, but once they open up the, the windows, it's nice. Yeah, open it up. Yeah. Eric, what about you? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd say New York, right? Close. Gotta. I guess you said besides New York. I think where else? I don't know. I like. I like going to the big markets. I feel like it feels like more of an event that way. Whether you agree or disagree with them removing from Georgia or whatever, this is just like an objective discussion of where an event of such pageantry should take place. I think the big markets: New York, California, like Los Angeles. Why not? You know. California is hot right now in the baseball world. They're hot. Yeah. Capitalize while you can. Get the fans on board. You know what I'd love to see? I love seeing Camden. That place is beautiful. Camden's a good place. That's that's not a terrible call, Frank. That is not a bad call. That's a very Lucky. nice ballpark. The team sucks, but ballpark's nice. It's a great ballpark, honestly. I think I've only been to like three or four, but that one sticks out. That, that's a beauty. I've been to like maybe five. Four or five. So, what's your favorite non-Yankee one you've been to, if you have one? It's probably Camden, just because it's so freaking nice there. And I went, I went when they played the Yankees, obviously, and they killed them. So that was a good experience. Uh, they hit like six homers that day, I think, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great ballpark. Uh, just like the city of Baltimore, just like it's a baseball city, you know. Like, yeah. Like, 
baseball's hot in Baltimore. Yeah. I wish Maine, the team was better. But. Yeah, yeah. Mains, do you have a favorite ballpark, non-Yankee ballpark? Have you been uh, to besides so, the Yankee sure. Outside of Yankee Stadium, I've only been to City Field and Tropicana. Oh. Right. Got to make a trip to Tropicana. I've, I've heard good things about Tropicana, I will say. Tropicana. So Tropicana is weird. Yeah. Really weird. Um, Because you walk in and you don't feel like you're at a baseball stadium. You feel like you're at a carnival <laughs> or a circus or something. I'm dead serious. Anybody who's gone to Tropicana before will completely agree and say the same exact thing. You feel like you're walking into like a, the circus. Um, and then once once the game gets started, then you realize, oh, okay, I'm at baseball stadium um because they have all these like the main concourse usually at most ballparks it's like food and stuff and all that and like concession stands and uh little fan shops or whatever this one's like carnival games very odd Tampa's yeah. weird, man. it's it's weird and then so weird and they have obviously the touch the the touch tank um which is a cool feature, but it's just kind of weird to have at a baseball stadium. I don't know. Yeah, out of place, out of place. So I guess if I had to, if I had to say my favorite non-Yankee ballpark, I think City Field would be it, just because. City Field's nice. I've been to City. City's City's nice because it they they did a great job with like showing the historic side of the Mets, um, and really paying tribute to like the history of the Mets. Tampa's just a joke. <laughs> it's terrible. another one on my uh, on my bucket list is definitely Bush Stadium. I feel like that place is beautiful just to look at. So I gotta visit there one time. One one stadium that I really want to go to is the new SunTrust. Oh uh, yeah. That's close to you too, so you probably could. Yeah. I think we might be planning a trip trip over there soon, but um count me in. Come. Listen, that place, that place looks nice as but, yeah. hell. They should, they should be, it should be nice. They put a ton of money into it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I kind of like Turner Field, the old, the old stadium that they played at. Again, I haven't been to either, so I can't really um, talk on it, but it's on my bucket list to just visit all of them. Like, that's one of my, like, life goals. Yeah. So, I got to make a list. Just cross. Eric, what about you? You answer the question. Uh, I think I'd go with Camden. I must. I don't know. Just the landscape of that. Where else have you been? Been to City Field. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Not bad, but yeah, it's it's something special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I don't know. For me, in clear bias showing, I don't know. Yankee Stadium will always be my favorite. But once again, that wasn't even the question. But yeah, in terms of non-Yankee Stadium, I think I gotta go with Camden. I don't know; it's a nice, nice layout. It seems it really gives you that baseball field vibe, you know. Like, like Frank said, Baltimore's to me will always be a baseball venue, right? You know, no matter how much success the Ravens find with Lamar Jackson or any of that, I don't know. I think Baltimore. I think baseball. It's just me. I think I would have enjoyed Fenway better if I went to a game. I just went to it for a tour. So it was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Fenway just because of how historic it is. We got to go for a game. 
We have to. Yeah, 100%. Got to make that Welcome back. No matter how you feel about the Red Sox, just. Oh, you got to go to a game in Fenway. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. If you live in like the Northeast area, you got to go to Fenway. It's like Frank said, it's a bucket list thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the NFL draft is coming up in about a month. And we've been having pro days here and there. And there's been a lot of speculation going around, especially on the quarterback side of things, um, which is very interesting. Eric, don't worry. The Jaguars are not in any uh, disputes with anybody. I think they're still they'll still trekking, sticking with Trevor. Um, guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll get to those three wins instead of the fucking one or two that you had this year. Can't wait, baby. We're was it one, Eric? Was it one or two? I think it was one. What did you say, Frank? Was it one or two wins this year? I think it was one. I th- I'm pretty sure they won the first game and then lost every other one. Sounds right. Sounds right. Disaster central. Yeah, I think it was one because as soon as the Jets lost one, they automatically lost the first pick. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jets. Yeah. Can't even lose right. Poor Zach Wilson. Rip. Going to New I don't York. know where they're going. It's a mystery. Do you think Zach Wilson's going to go to the Jets? Now I do. Now I do. I think before I said Fields. But I think based on the reports I've seen, mock drafts just off the top of my head, I'm not going to say it's nearly as inevitable as Lawrence of the Jags is because it's not. Right. But I feel like the Wilson train is picked up. You know, granted, we still have 20 plus days left. So you just got to see. You just never know these things. Like when Baker went first overall, that was not the narrative going in. I think it was two days before or a day before we were really sort of privy to that knowledge. So you really, it's a it's a waiting game with the draft. Speculation's fun, but you just don't know how the teams are feeling. There's a reason they have that clock as they, you know, they're on the clock. They're fielding calls. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes the NFL draft exciting. They do it the right way. It's marketed well. I don't know. Best draft in sports, right? Am I yeah, wrong? Probably. I mean, the NBA draft is second, but they don't, yeah. they don't have a lot of like draft day trades in the NBA. Yeah. In so. the NBA, there's not as much... Uh... There's not as much talent. There's no talent like there is in the NBA, uh, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. Like the NBA, you'll get the first five picks, and you'll be like, okay, those guys are really talented. And then after that – fall off. After that, there's a fall off for sure. I don't know. I wouldn't agree with that per se. I would say like more – it's more top-heavy. Like it's more – like you kind of know who's going to get picked in the top 15 picks or so. Yeah. But the NFL is like, you have no freaking idea. Yeah. It's a big part, you know, position needs in the NFL are larger just because there's so many freaking positions, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't have an O-line and you got fourth overall and on your overall draft board, the O-lineman's like freaking number six, you still might need to take him, right? Because you're that desperate. Mm-hmm. Look at the Bengals, you know? You got a young Joe Burrow. You already got banged up. Oh, they need an offensive line so badly. Yeah, I don't care if Joe linebacker is available. But at, same, lineman. but at the same time, it wouldn't it make sense if they were to go out there and get Jamar Chase for Joe? They got no wide receivers. Yeah, right? It's A.J. Green just departed, right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. left. Great point by Mains. I don't know. I feel like it would be more important to protect him. I feel like you can supplement wide receivers. Not that, not that it's less important, but I feel like it's more important to protect the quarterback because if you don't have the quarterback, it doesn't really matter who you have a wide receiver. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, 
I think it's a mix of both, right? I think the guy needs weapons. I get it. I get the hype. I get the picture of the cigar or whatever. <laughs> but you need weapons, right? Unless you're like, freaking, I don't know. You just need weapons, right? And you, But as to Frank's point, you need an <laughs> offensive line. You want to know who can't perform without a great offensive line? The guy is worth like a billion dollars, Patrick Mahomes. He was dancing around like he was – at some sort of convention, you know, like it's, it's, that was not a football game. Patrick Mahomes was getting his steps. He got destroyed. He was yeah. a middle-aged woman going for a walk. He was, he was counting the steps on his counter. It was not a football game. Yeah. But I, all I got to say is there's, there's a reason Joe Burrow was smoking that cigar. He got a lot of help from Jamar Chase in that game. So that's fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that would be a great pick for him. Just, Get him a weapon because they. What have number pick do they have? Uh, it's like five, five, six, something like that. It's not six. I think it's five. Real quick. I haven't looked on the board at all. Where, yeah. the, where are the Giants going, Tyler? Who are we picking? Five. Five. They can, get, they can get Jamar Chase at five. Bengals are five. Giants are eleven. Um. They can go in a number of different directions. I'm still seeing a lot of mock drafts that haven't taken a wide receiver, which wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it, but they don't need a wide receiver. They just they ha- they just went out and got Kenny Galladay and John Ross in free agency. You have Kenny Galladay, you have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, and John Ross. Do you need a fifth wide receiver? No. No. I mean, they could go Penny Sewell too. That'd be a good pick. Yeah. I, I, don't know if you fall, I don't know if he's gonna fall that far though. I'd be fine with Rashawn Slater, the, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern, who might – I think he's jumped Panay Sewell in the, um, in the mock draft rankings. Um, he's that good. So, I'll take – I'd take him. If he falls, he probably won't be there at 11. But um, – I'd also take Kyle Pitts. They could trade Evan, Evan Ingram. I would not take Kyle Pitts because you already have Evan Ingram and you already have Kyle Rudolph. Oh, they just signed Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, never mind. Don't Kyle yeah, don't Pitts. I forgot they got Kyle, Rudolph. If Kyle Pitts was the best tight end in the draft and you could get him in the third round, then I would do that. But I wouldn't waste that high of a draft pick on a tight end. Okay. Just me. So I'd probably go O-line then. Because like you said, they got, they got the four or five wide receivers now. That defense is getting really good too. Honestly, I would just go best player available. If the best player available, if you get a Devontae Smith that drops down to 11 or a Jalen Waddle that drops down to 11, I would be okay with taking it. Um, but obviously, I would definitely emphasize the offensive line because they need that. Because Daniel Jones has never had a good offensive line. But that's my, that's my draft philosophy. Mine's just go best available and figure out the rest later. Because, like, you don't want to pick a guy based on need and then someone, like, five, five picks later turns out better, you know? I just go best available. I mean, it's it's still it's still craps you a lot. Because oh, yeah, especially with the NFL. Like, yeah, like yeah. there's so many guys there, you literally have no idea. You still don't know. but It's more of a crapshoot than the MLB draft, and that's just, like, impossible. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have, what, 35 rounds? It's yeah, it's like something stupid. One well, speaking of the MLB draft, Jack Leiter. Oh my god, Dude, unbelievable! I was, 
I was watching pitch last night because they had Vanderbilt and LSU on the on ESPN last night. Wow, dude, he had he had three strikeouts on nine pitches, or something like that. He had eleven strikeouts through uh, four innings. Yeah, it's something stupid. Hold on, let's look up let's look up his line. Let's see if he has, let's see if the ESPN app has college baseball on here. Probably do. No, all they have is major league baseball. Thanks for nothing. He gone. He went uh, twenty and two, no hit in it. Consecutive no hit innings. It's um, it's unbelievable. This guy, he's got to be on like, he's got to be a top pick, right? You would think. Well, the best part is he didn't even start the year uh, as their ace. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even. He's arguably not even Vanderbilt's best player. <laughs> this season, he's six and zero with a .25 ERA, <laughs> thirty six innings pitched. They have strikeouts with fifty nine strikeouts. Yeah, and we just talked about draft needs. Who doesn't need a pitcher? Everyone wants a pitcher, right? Can the Angels tank and take this dude? I don't think the Angels are going to tank far enough. No, they're not. So either, but point okay. taken. Oh, you know who'd be bad. great on this? Oh, Orioles, please take this man. You guys have no pitching beside John Means. I don't want the Orioles again. I prefer not to see him uh, X yeah, amount really. of the year. I don't. I just like parody in the league. I'm I'm cool with playing the Orioles because they don't have another pitcher besides John Means. Who pitched really well yesterday, by the way. No, we need this dude in pinstripes, just like his father. The Yankees don't draft. They never draft. We'll make an exception. Yeah. They trade all the draft picks, except for Judge. Yeah. And even even he was like a second-round pick, I think, third round, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. The Yankees go free agents and international signings. They don't draft at all. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, dude. Who else? Oh, Colorado would be good for this guy, too. Actually, don't go to Colorado. They ruin pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, they kill pitchers. Yeah, that atmosphere. I think I think they just have crappy development. Honestly, I don't think it's, yeah. <laughs> everyone blames it on the atmosphere. I just think they have crappy development. I bet it's both. To be honest, I mean, that, yeah, the atmosphere doesn't help, but like, yeah, yeah. At a certain point, you, you, there's only so many times you can blame it on the atmosphere. I was just about <laughs> to say, I'll say 75, 25, 25 percent being the atmosphere, right? Like, yeah. How I'm, many how many guys have come through that minor league system that have like? Been really good players. No, no pitchers. That's for sure. Yeah. In Colorado, yeah, no pitchers. Did you follow you Was, was Jimenez football? drafted by the Rockies? Was he a Rockies draft? I pick? believe so. I believe so. The only one I could think of was Jimenez. But there you go. If he's okay, your, uh, if he's your gem, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Yeah. Good when he's when he was good. He was. Good. Oh, he was incredible. Should not be your. That should not be the pitcher yeah. coming to the you know the mine first. I mean, their hitters, their their hitters aren't anything to write home about either. I mean, Nolan Arenado, yeah. Charlie Blackman, Tulowitzki back in the day. They had Arenado when he was healthy for like three games. Yeah. Dude, he, he oh, he's such a he's one of those like what could have been. He's like a D Rose type where like if he's healthy, could have been incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody else. Trevor Story. 
he was a rock. He's a Rockies product. Yeah. But again, no pitching. They never have any pitching. John, John Gray was good for like a season and a half. Now he sucks again. Yeah. Feel bad for the Rockies. They got a good fan base. Ball, ballpark's also beautiful. Coors Field. Oh yeah, very nice field. They're gonna have a whole lot of losses this year, though. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like the Ray Stadium where all Dodgers fans come to watch them play, just in a nice ballpark. There'll be more Dodgers fans. But you know what? They did start their year off one and zero, so that is important. They did. Somebody did. They uh they almost got no hit by Trevor Bauer yesterday, but it's okay. But they beat them on Thursday, and that's what matters. What's our our opinions on Trevor Bauer? I said this yesterday in the group chat. I was like, I want to hate that guy, but he just entertains me. Why do you want to hate him? I don't know. He's just so cocky, but it's just like entertaining cocky. I don't mind a little confidence, you know? I I don't know. I think there's a fine line between confidence and, like, thinking you're, like, hot shit. What? You you think this society that pays athletes millions of – you think they're not going to think they're hot shit? If I got paid that much to throw a ball – I'd be unbearable. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's wrong. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, and you're entitled to your opinion, surely. But I don't know. I think of baseball players or any hockey. I think you know, or the president. They're all plumbers. If you fix my toilet, I don't care. I don't care. You do it. You win me ball games. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, they won, but that's you know, like he was doing the Conor McGregor walkout, and the next thing he gives up two homers and four and runs. So he, it's like, okay, that's funny, <laughs> but you know, I love it. That's that's showmanship. It's stupid, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's funny. Listen, I, I guarantee I didn't. I didn't look, but I guarantee on Twitter he's like, "Oh well, this is it's because this." It's, 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 he's always like making Mr. excuses. Yeah, yeah, he always pulls that crap. <laughs> I I don't know. I love him just because yeah. you need that. You need that kind of player in, in baseball. Everyone's so uptight and oh, my oh rule, unwritten rules and all of this. Don't be a don't be a jackass when you're playing. Yeah. I don't know. So they need somebody like that. It's amazing. In like in like basketball and football, you can't have anybody answer a question at a press conference in somewhat of a professional manner. You know, they're like just fuck around all the time. And like like Luca, I was just watching Luca the other day versus the uh, Knicks, and he's like, uh, it's fucking, he's skipping around. He's like, he doesn't even know he's on a professional court whatsoever. It's so obvious. And in baseball, it's the exact opposite. We cannot get a healthy middle. No, like, no, we can't. Smile, like, like, oh, there used to be a player in the like Chase Headley when he was on the Yankees. Very random thought. But who, did you ever see Chase Headley smile? That guy no. looked perpetually pissed. He used to hit walk-offs and just be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, like Matt Holiday. Holiday. Matt, Matt Holiday. That guy's professional though. That guy was a professional hitter. But we we just need this healthy middle man. It's we need. Yeah, it. I I think the I think the guys like Tatis Acuna. Mookie Betts, even I think I think they're shifting the tide. Me too. Me too. That that is a good. You you just uh, named a string of players that honestly love the way Mookie plays the game. Especially big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that the young the, those youngsters in the in baseball are definitely. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's different with Trevor Bauer because you know, like you like you see him do this crap right, and then you look at his like his career stats. And he's only had like two good seasons. One of them was last year in a 60 game season. And he's only had like one other really good season besides that. But these other guys like Mookie has an MVP. Acuna is an MVP candidate every single season. Tatis is arguably the face of baseball right now. And it's like, Trevor Bauer, you, you think you can do this? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, the jury's I, out. 
I understand. He's not as proven as a commodity as some guys are. That's yeah, like oh, he's he's had like a really good major league career, obviously, but he's not like he's doing it to the level of where he's like the face of baseball, and like he thinks he is. I guarantee you, he thinks he is, but he's not. So who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Like like I, I said, I care. like he's like I'm not saying he's wrong, but he's it's, it's entertaining, but it's like. It gets annoying when he goes out there the next inning and lets up four runs, and it's like, okay. Oh, I find that funny, if anything. <laughs> I don't know. Jury's out. I don't find it annoying at all. I mean, if he did it against my team, I think I'd find it annoying, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The first six innings were entertaining. I will say that. Well, he, he, had the, he had that curve. What is that? Because he didn't give up a hit. Not that he didn't give up a hit, but like the way he was getting hitters out were just making him look stupid, you know? Like his stuff oh, yesterday. They was are really the Rockies. Good. Yeah, but you like on the same front though, like these are professional hitters. Like, I don't know. Like he's just still making them look stupid. I don't know. Colorado is a glorified minor league team, Frank. We've established <laughs> they're better. Yeah. Listen, they're in the they're in the top twenty five teams. Not saying much, but they're not like Yeah. Yeah. Abysmal. Top 25, yeah. Better than the D-backs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Frank, I must say. Honestly, if I, I think if you were to if you, if you were to take an AP, like have the AP take like a top 25 professional baseball teams, I don't think the Rockies would be uh, top 25. Well, who, who we got? Who we got? We got the Pirates in last, probably. Yeah. And then... D-backs? D-backs. Be Rangers, Orioles, O's. Orioles. So yeah, that's like twenty-five. That order now are missing teams. Who else is the Reds? Are no, they're worse than the Reds. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'd give the. They're worse than the Reds. Well, the point is they're hovering around twenty-five. You know, not a good sign. Honestly, I'd throw, the, I'd throw some minor league teams ahead of them. I don't know about that, Tyler. Let's take it easy. Maybe maybe the pitching staff. But uh, they still got some guys. Charlie Blackman's a good hitter. Trevor Story is one of the best shortstops in baseball. Is David Dahl still there? I think David Dahl left. I can't remember. Man. Trade um, away a freaking Blackman and Story. They're so fun to watch. I want them on an actual team. No, I think Blackman's, I think Blackman's staying there. But I think they got to trade Trevor Story. They, they, have, they have no reason – to sign him to a long extension. Yeah. 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 They're going to be bad for like another five or six years because, again, they traded their best player, arguably, of, of franchise history. So, you know. You okay over there, Eric? Yes, I'm good. He's being held at gunpoint over there. <laughs> That's the only way we can get him on the show. You got to hold him at gunpoint. <laughs> a busy man, Frank. Home Depot doesn't uh... – Stack their own mulch. Come on. <laughs> All right. We're going to call it a day just for Eric's safety. I don't know what's going on over there. He's got um, something to do, clearly. I don't know what he's looking at. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up for today. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram uh, at the Catch Potato Show. All the Instagrams are in the description. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, follow the Spotify um, new episode every week, and we've got an interview coming out on Monday with a very, very special guest. Uh, definitely one of our best guests yet, Eric knows. Um, oh, this is big. Yeah. Big. God. Huge. Um, 
so yeah, that'll do it for the boys. Uh, we'll come back next week and talk some more uh, with the Beck to NASCAR. We got a big UFC fight coming up next week. We'll talk about the Masters, and obviously we'll talk about the Final Four. Uh, so signing off for the boys. Adios.